And welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Renee Stackhouse, the immediate past chair of the solo and small firm section for CLA. I'm the host for today's episode, which is being recorded on location at the 2019 California Lawyers Association annual meeting in Monterey, California. Joining me now, I have Jeremy Evans and Nancy Goldstein. Welcome to the show. Well, good morning, Renee. Good morning, Renee. All right, before we get to our topics... Please tell us more about yourself. Where do you work? What do you do? Let's start with Nancy. Well, good morning. Yes, my name is Nancy Goldstein. I'm located in Westlake Village. I've had a multifaceted career. I'm now working in uh, real property law with um, an emphasis on easements and access rights. And uh, as we've been discussing, it's a very contentious area, um, full of uh, fun work for me, not so much for the clients. Oh, that does sound rough, but they're lucky to have you helping them through it. Well, I hope so. And Jeremy, what about you? Happy to be on the show. I live in downtown LA and I practice entertainment, media, sports. So I primarily deal in contracts, negotiations, intellectual property for talent uh, and brands, depending on the deal. Excellent. I know you're both part of the solo small firm section. Yeah. Yes. You don't yes. Have, Jeremy doesn't have to look at me. Yes, we definitely are. <laughs> awesome. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about the program that you two did yesterday for uh, the actual annual meeting. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some section updates for the solo and small firm section. So let's start with the MCLE program you did yesterday. It was called The Many Hats Lawyers Wear, Owning a Solo or Small Firm Practice. Nancy, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the program was about generally? Well, basically, you know, we talked about the fact that if you're a true solo Well, there's no such thing as a true solo. If you're a solo attorney and you have no support staff, for example, your firm is composed of one person. But that one person has to do all the functions of not only a lawyer, but of a business person. So um, you're the CEO, you're the CFO, you're the COO, you do accounts receivable, you load paper in the copy machine in the morning. I mean, you're the last person out at night. And in fact, if you noticed, Jeremy says he lives in Los Angeles. Well, he also practices in Los Angeles. But those two things kind of get merged when you are a sole practitioner working on your own. As you add people, whether it's support staff or another attorney, so you could be a small firm, some of those hats go to other people. But you as the chief, okay, still are in charge of all of those things. And it's very difficult to coordinate everything and to keep everything on track when you have so many things to do. So we talked about, you know, what those things are, how the panel, because we range in in practice time from uh, eight or nine years all the way to 35 years. And we were trying to share with the audience some ways to deal with all those issues and concluded with, um, you know, a big problem that people have is when do you have too many hats? I think that's something solo struggle with all the time. So if I had to ask you both to distill down to your biggest teaching point that you provided yesterday, kind of the, uh, the Cliff Notes version for people listening right now, uh, what would your biggest teaching point be? Jeremy? Sure. So I think one of the big things to take away from yesterday was as a sole practitioner, and actually it's funny, Renee, that you asked this question because when I first got started, when I was in your office... I remember Eric, who um, you used to practice with, 
had made a comment to me because on my website, I think I, had, I was building it. And I, on there, I put like general practitioner or something. And he like walked over to me and he goes, what is this general practitioner thing on your website? He's like, take that off. He's like, you're a specialist without like using the term specialist, but he was yes, like- for all those listening, state right. bar rules, you can't be a specialist in your ac- unless you're right. actually specialized, right. but okay, go ahead. And so, but basically Eric was like, don't do that. And uh, it really opened up my mind to, well, I need to be a sort of an expert in these subjects, entertainment, media, sports. But it's interesting, once I chose that path though, I had to find other ways to make money because in that field, I'm competing with the biggest agencies and the biggest law firms. So I had to take on other opportunities to survive, meaning adjunct teaching, working at different academic institutions. Talking at right, on radio stations. Yeah, right. Television, all kinds of gigs to, um, you know, so it's in some sense you have your bread and butter and then you have your supplemental income. You know, but you're a very interesting case because those supplemental things that you've done have furthered your practice. So you were very strategic in your selections. No, and that, that's a good point. And I appreciate you asking that because I think ultimately I tried to find things that would benefit the practice because it wouldn't make sense if I was just out there joining whatever club or group. I wanted to be specific about this is where I want to join and you've been great about this too. It's like getting into an organization saying, this is, I care about this organization. I want to rise up and I want to be a part of this because it, you know, I care about it. And so I've been, I guess, lucky enough to do that. One interesting thing about that is I was more recently, and I don't know, maybe call me crazy. I, I decided to go back to school. (laughs) What? I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I'm now working on my MBA and congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if it's congratulations yet. We'll see. <laughs> You'll make it. Oh my gosh. The math in this program is crazy. But, but my whole point in bringing Lawyers this up. Lawyers love math. They do. Yes. Some of us do. <laughs> yeah. And my, whole point in, and my whole point in bringing this up was just that I realized that as I was building the practice out, and we talked about this yesterday on the panel, was that it was a situation where you feel like you have a loss for how do you run a business? Because when you go to law school, you don't learn that stuff. Right. So when I started to look at MBA programs, I was like, well, how can I go to MBA school but not have to take the GMAT and have to suffer through all that? Because you know, as lawyers know with the LSAT and all that. Plus, how can I get somebody to pay for it? Because I'm not going to pay another $100,000 in Student education. loan debt? Right. Excellent. So as I started to look around, luckily enough for me, Pepperdine came along and said, why don't you come work for us and uh, we'll pay for your education? I said, well, what are the terms? They said, you name them. I said, all right, I want to work from home, pay for the MBA, and um, I still get to run my practice. They said, done. Wow. So it's, it's been a great experience. I have one semester left. I graduate in April and see where it goes. It's incredible. So Yeah, that's wonderful. I didn't realize you're so close to graduation. Wonderful. Thank for you. everyone listening, you have to be strategic and thoughtful and ask for what you want. Right. Right. I love and it. Nancy, what was your biggest yeah. teaching point? Well, there were there were two things that I think I stressed. One had to do with two-way communication. Okay? We've always said to attorneys, you know, you have to be able to communicate with your clients. The 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 way to prevent uh, having to go to the state bar on disciplinary charges is to just keep in touch with your client all the time and um, basically tell them where you are because they'll forgive almost anything as long as they know they're on the on board the same ship as you are okay but what we what we tried to say yesterday was it's very important for attorneys okay to also communicate um, what what they're going through um, basically 
everybody has issues with their cases. And if you're a solo, you don't have anybody there to talk to about it. I mean, you can talk to, you know, a receptionist, but that's like, you know, <laughs> that, that doesn't take you anywhere. There's no, there's no uh, rapport, you know, in terms of what, or, or, or no legal strategy available to you for that. So um, you, who do you want to talk to? You want to talk to other lawyers. And so where do you find other lawyers? Well, you find them here at the annual meeting. Okay, you find them through groups of, like the solo and small firm section. There are people out there, so basically you're a solo, but you're not alone. And that was a, a huge, huge point for us. And um, I, I think that the audience acknowledged that, that that was, some, that was one of the reasons that they were there. And, you know, we had kind of an interactive presentation, and a lot of people who spoke up during the program came up to talk to us after and said, you know, really, I, I'm glad I got a chance to, to talk to you. This is important to me. So I was happy about that. It is really important. Being a solo, a small firm can be isolating. And so there's great comfort in coming to these annual meetings, hearing you're not alone, hearing how other people handle their their issues. Uh, and I love that you stressed the two-way communication. Uh, I think I hear that quite a bit from other lawyers and from clients that they just want regular updates. They want to know what's going on. Even if you run over that with them in the beginning, they're in a tough place mentally going through whatever problem they're facing. So making sure to remember that maybe it didn't sink in and you need to do some check-ins. Right. Well, we, we also did a little bit. Robbie, who was our third panelist, uh, is our tech guy. And uh, we talked about all the ways a solo isn't as isolated legally as before because there's so many things you can do with technology nowadays. But the, the, the interpersonal was what became the issue that we were talking about where you really need to have that connection as well. Can either of you share the biggest takeaway you got from Robbie as the third presenter on technology? Was there something he shared that blew your mind? He's very knowledgeable about all of the products that are out there. He's he's briefed them. He's talked on them before. And I think, um, you know, he, he talked about, you know, things like Internet security. He talked about ways that you can communicate with your clients, you know, instantaneously, um, which we n- didn't really have previously. So you can keep in touch more with your clients through technology. Um, we also talked about fun things for lawyers like... I, I, for many, many years, had a huge office, which became a house for my furniture. And, um, you know, <laughs> I know that sounds really weird. I love my Rosewood desk, but I'm not willing to pay as much money as I was paying just to get it a house. So, um, I mean, going to a virtual office is really practical for both new attorneys and attorneys who are trying to downsize. So we talked about, you know, the things that are available th- through those kinds of options, and it was kind of a technology-related strategic area, so... That sounds great. So, Jeremy, what was your takeaway on the tech piece? Well, I think uh, one of the biggest pieces that Robbie talked about and that I think we all talked about was the fact that you can be a solo now and it's a lot easier to be a solo. I think technology is allowed to do that. One of the things that I've done is, I don't know if it's necessarily technology, but it's just availability of things, the gig economy, having a sort of virtual office. I pay $60 a month for an address where I can go pick up mail. You know, I can meet clients there. It's, you know, it's, it's very inexpensive. So you're but, not paying for the house for your furniture. Right. Like Nancy was talking about. Right, but <laughs> your clients don't necessarily know where you live and you don't have to sort of publish your address. So it's just technology has made it so much easier to do it. I don't know if I would have gone solo if the, the tech wasn't there. So let me ask this last question about um, the technology is on this piece. Uh, was Fast Case mentioned at all yesterday in your presentation? It was. It was mentioned briefly, and we did intersperse various free benefits that are available both through the solo section and through CLA, and Fast Case was one of those, which Robbie did recommend. 
That's great. Now, Jeremy, you worked really closely on helping that become a member benefit for everybody. So, no, really good question, and it's such a terrific program. I think, unfortunately, a lot of people don't know about it. We did a, we did sort of like a survey poll yesterday in the in the uh, the panel, and it was funny because we had said, hey, raise your hand if you know what Fastcase is. Probably about half the people there didn't know, but at least now everybody knows, at least in that panel. But it's terrific for $95 a year for being a member. You get free access to the full version of Fastcase. It's fantastic, and... That was probably a two-year project in the making, which you and I both had a lot of work in. Well, I'm glad it turned out well. I'm glad it's a a, a great member benefit for everybody who is a a part of CLA. So well done. Thank you. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Solo Small Firms section and transition over to that. Um, Nancy, you're an advisor on the section. You've been with the section for a number of years. How many years? Um, I was trying to figure it out. I think I go back to 2005. Oh. You know, you do the math. <laughs> Speaking of math. Yeah, lawyers don't like math. I'm not. But it's, but a, a substantial time. You have a lot of historical knowledge I, on I do. I do. And, and things have changed quite a bit. You know, the section's gone through a lot of changes. And this new breakup, you know, separating from the state bar has made a significant difference. So um, I, I think... A lot of the goals of solo and small firm have stayed the same, which is basically to connect solos, to give them a network, to um, to deal with issues that come up in their own practices. So that's my general comment. If you have any specific questions, I'd be happy to address those as well. Sure. What are some of the positive changes that you've seen since CLA is separated from the state bar? Okay. So one thing that comes to mind immediately is that we have more freedom to do what we'd like to do in terms of online presence and what has to be, you know, we don't have as many restrictions as we had when we were part of the state bar. So we're able to give our audience more than we could before. That's great. That's great. And Jeremy, you were vice chair last year at the section. You're going to be chair this year, but then what happened? So I got elected as vice president of the California Lawyers Association. Congratulations. Thank you. That's really, truly excellent. Thank you. All right. And so now we've got a little bit of, of new leadership. You are also going to join as an advisor for right. the section. Uh, and we've got Sabrina Green as the new chair, voted in yesterday. Yeah. We've got uh, Samita Basu as the new vice chair right. and Robbie Klein as the treasurer and Sarah Redparth as the secretary. Fantastic. New strong leadership. Can we talk a little bit about some of the biggest accomplishments uh, Solo has done this year for its membership? Sure. Well, we can't talk about accomplishments and not mention your name, Renee, because (laughs) this past year has been fantastic. And I mean, you obviously know my appreciation for you and I think the audience should know. So one of the big things that we did, which I thought was great, was we came up with the hashtag WeRSSF. I think I hope I said that right. (laughs) You did. But sometimes it's too early and, you know, you don't really. Anyway, so WeRSSF, right? Yeah, I think that's okay. All right. And uh, this great hashtag that's been used, we put it on all kinds of plastic stuff and paper stuff. And, <laughs> plastic. And, Tchotchke. Right. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. The technical Merch. term. Right. <laughs> yes. And it's been great. And it was obviously wonderful branding. The biggest thing that stood out to me was the Webinar Wednesdays, which you were instrumental in bringing about. I think you came up with the name. And that's been great. I do uh, love my hashtags. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. We've been great. And, you know, and I think the other big thing, too, is, is that uh, solo small firm has has had a significant effect on CLA as a whole, which makes sense. And I don't think that was possible under the state bar because it was so focused on um, sections and how many members you had, whereas now it's more focused on, you know, what can you do, what can you produce? And I think that that's probably a better measure. And so that's been my sort of 
you know, because in addition to Sabrina being elected as chair of the section, she also got elected as board rep for the um, for the board of representatives for the CLA. So now we're going to have essentially two voices on the board to help further the mission of you know CLA and the solo small firm section. Terrific accomplishment. Right. On top of that, you know, the the solo summit, which. California Bar has been doing for many, many years, was not actually an SSF program. We had a very limited uh, profile, and now um, we do our awards there, and we actually have a seat a seat at the table, basically, in planning that, and, and we're able to put on some really good programming through that. Plus, we've had some excellent programs. Um, our education chair has done an excellent job, and um, we're basically getting more out to the to our public, to our solos and small firm practitioners. That's in part due to the availability of technology. These webinars are great. I mean, you can watch them anytime. Plus, CLA offers a great benefit right now because you can get a free program every month. So if you're a solo and you're, you know, you're balancing your budget, um, you, you know you can make your uh, MCLE requirements just by downloading a program every month for the three years and you're done. You know, so That's pretty incredible. It is. It is. All right. So... Uh, as we wind up, last question is, what are some of the things you'd like to see Solo Small Firm uh, accomplish next year? Well, there's a lot of technology improvements. We got to, to meet with the CLA rep yesterday, you know, who's doing all the internet uh, programming and I'm terrible with names, so Jeremy will fill you in on that. But, um, <laughs> um, but we're trying to basically recreate our old mentoring program in a new format. Um, and basically uh, make available to um, our members and perhaps all of CLA the ability to go online and find answers to questions, if not immediately, then nearly immediately. <laughs> Sounds like a good goal. I like that. Well, I think for me, Renee, same, same question, right? Yes. So I think for me, the biggest thing is seeing Solo Small Firm continue to have a larger effect on CLA, meaning I'd like to see our... Uh, newsletters and uh, I guess what what do they what do we call it now the solo advisor the solo advisor right? and then the, the practitioner we have so many great resources that really should be distributed CLA wide because we have I mean numbers are thrown out there but maybe fifty to seventy percent of lawyers in California are solos so I, I'd like to see our resources spread beyond our current members and continue to grow the the section along with the CLA and I think lastly I'd like to see the solo small firm have more involvement uh, even than, than it does now with the uh, Solo Summit. Well, uh, terrific interview. Thank you so much. We've reached the end of our road for this episode, and I want to thank Jeremy Evans and Nancy Goldstein for being here with us today. So uh, if our listeners have questions or want to follow up with you, how can they reach you, Jeremy? My, my website's pretty easy, uh, cslegal.com. It's got my email and my uh, phone number on there. And of course, the callawyers.org website's got all our contact info as well. Terrific. And Nancy? Well, I have my website, Great Cali Lawyer, and my email, Nancy, at greatcalilawyer.com. Now, but there's a trick to your Great Cali Lawyer. Make sure you let everyone know that so they can reach you. Thank you. Yeah, GR8 Cali, for first four letters in California, lawyer. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. I'm Renee Stackhouse. And until next time, thanks for listening. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. 
The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.